What's going on, beautiful people? I'm in a new space today. I set up a desk in the third bedroom that is never being used. I use it as my movie room, my art room, and now I guess I'm going to use it as like a little studio so I can do some of my episodes comfortably. Because I'm always, excuse me, sitting in my chair. Sometimes I lay in the bed. Very rare do you get episodes where I'm in the bed because my, my mattress creaks for some reason and it really comes up loud when I do my episodes. So I try not to do episodes in the bed. But um, so I wanted to do an episode about Paris Michael Catherine Jackson's new single. Um, this is a single for your ass. A lot of people, you know, don't like Paris's voice. They don't like her music. They don't care for her. And that's okay. That is well within your right. You can like what the fuck you want to like. You can not like what the fuck you don't want to like. That I love that when people don't agree on things because that says we have our own minds and we can make our own choices. And so Belinda and I have talked about, um, you know, uh, the Jackson family extensively. I need you guys to go and listen to special guest Belinda. Um, I'm going to have her on again. I love her. I love having her on because she is so honest and she has so much knowledge and information about the Jackson family and she includes receipts. If any of you know me from the beginning, I always said, where's your receipt? Where is the documentation to show us what you're saying is facts? And Belinda comes with it every single time. So I love talking to her. But we talked about Paris and her music and Michael's kids. And you guys have to go and listen to it. It's a really, really good episode. And she gave me some things to chew on and to think about concerning his kids. So recently I did an episode about Paris. It's called Paris and then Well. And um, I, did a, I did an episode about her new album, um, Wilted. A while back and um, I think I deleted it on my one podcast I'm not sure but anyway I fell in love with that album it was absolutely amazing absolutely amazing um, she was in a group with her former boyfriend um, Gabriel Glenn and I supported that and I love that album some good pieces that came from that album. And um, unfortunately, they broke up. And I thank God that that uh, Paris was able to rise up and create her own work, create her own artistry. And, you know, I've been really hard on Paris because when I was her age, and I know that I am not the person to do this. And I know I'm not the know-it-all. I'm not the end-all, be-all. But when I was younger and I was her age, I really didn't have anybody there to stand by my side to tell me, no, you shouldn't do this or go in this direction. Or, you know what I'm saying? 
I had people who thought they may have been doing that, but no. It was more of, I, I got more my whole life. I've always got, oh, she'll, just, she'll see. She'll see. Just let her let her go ahead and do what she going to do. She'll see. I got that my whole entire life. And it's okay in certain situations to let people get a taste of their own medicine. It's okay. But not in every single situation. In some situations, it warrants a person to come forth and say to you honestly and truly exactly what you need to hear, even if it hurts. And so, you know, I've kind of, from a fan standpoint of her father's, and now I'm a fan of her and her music, I'm kind of seeing that there are some things about Paris that I feel like, and I haven't vocalized this. I feel like she's, I, I think I've said, I, I may have, I may have said something about it. I think that she is really struggling to live with the murder of her father. And um, there may be some guilt there. There may be some wondering why. There may be nightmares. Um, there may be some insomnia. You know, when traumatic things like that happen to you, you just don't get over it. And I'm not sure if Michael's kids have ever been properly counseled, if they've ever sat down and talked with someone. Um, but, you know, I'm especially hard on Paris because I feel like she's really... She was really fighting for her father when her father was murdered to get some of her father's things. And 2012, when the family, you know, the Jackson family had the disagreement and things got settled from that. And, you know, I just kind of feel like Paris got lost in all of that. And I think that BG and Prince um, are not showing publicly but Paris is more emotional. So she acts out in ways that I think sometimes it warrants her going out there and, and seeing for herself how people will react to you. And the other times I think it's like, oh, no, fuck no. No, we're not doing this. This is not a good idea. We're not doing it. You're not going to see nothing. You're just not going to do it. That's how it's going to be. So, I tried to be that voice on the internet that says, no, uh, this is not good. So, whenever she does something and I feel like she's heading in the wrong direction, I make it a point to voice my opinion on it. Now, whoever hears it, whatever, but the universe soaks that up. And I'm hoping that the universe sends a vessel her way to help guide her and direct her in the path that her father always wanted her to be in. Now, granted, she's got to grow up and be her own person. She's got to make decisions for herself. She's going to love who the fuck she wants to love and um, all these kinds of things. But I don't want it to be in a way to where she is self-destructing. Because Paris is needed in this world. And we really need to hear her voice. We need to hear her songs. We need to hear her playing the guitar. We need to hear this. But we also need her in a way 
to where her expressions and the things that she does publicly are helping make the world a better place. And um, a couple of things that she's done that I felt like were very self-destructive was the first thing that I saw was some of her posts online. And I just kind of ignored that because I felt like it was just her releasing some energy that she just, you know, that negative energy. And then I started, you know, reading some of her posts and paying attention to them and like, oh, no. No. Uh, one of those posts was about Sia. And Sia was uh, talk. She was making a video and a lot of people were getting on her because the person in the video was disabled and Sia said something that wasn't nice. But I don't think Paris caught wind of this. And I think that Paris... Um, like I said, she was, in my opinion, she was doing some self-destructive things and she's admiring people that either really hate her father or have a self-hate for themselves and they project it onto other people. And Sia is one of those people that is just an attention-seeking person and she does anything and everything she can to get attention. So, uh... Paris said something to Sia in the in the in the way of um you know my video that I did I kind of did it after you you know after your one you know one of one of Sia's videos where was some dancing involved and Paris said that she kind of you know whatever she uh admired Sia so um when I saw that, there were a lot of people in the fan base that went off on Paris. And I, I just, I was like, no, we can't be doing this. And so that was, that was, you know, that was the second thing. And then the third thing was here lately, um, she congratulated Little Nas X for getting all this media attention from the video that he did uh, with where he was twerking on the devil. And so... I looked at that and I saw that and I was like, okay, this is another uh, self-destructing type of behavior. And so I had to sit and think for a minute. I said, okay, so she did the thing with Sia and all hell broke loose. She was quiet for a little while. And then she, you know, started posting some things that were, you know, then um, George Floyd got murdered. And so she was doing a lot of activism. She was out there, you know, protesting and things and trying to tell people not to be violent. And, you know, and so I kind of got on her, you know, said something about that. And um, so, you know, uh, it had been a while since. I had seen anything or paid attention to anything that Paris had said since that Sia thing. So when she came out and she did her, her album, I, she first started with her single, her single. I did an episode on that too. Uh, it was let down and, uh, it was beautiful. And then she came out with her album wilted and I was like, oh my God, this is fucking phenomenal. This is fantastic. 
And, um, you know, I fell in love with it. And I was just talking about it online. And Prince, um, her brother, her oldest brother, Michael Jr., directed a video from um, her album with her uh, former boyfriend, Gabriel Glenn. It was called Your Look Glorious. And he did a fantastic job. You know, I was so proud of these kids because I see a lot in the Jackson family um, with the older siblings, Miss um, Catherine and Mr. Joe's children. There's been a lot of things that have happened in their lives to where, um, you know, their relationships weren't always the greatest at every point of their lives. So, you know, with Jermaine and Randy, then Michael and, and, and Jermaine, and then Michael and Randy, and then there was some jealousy with Michael and all this kind of stuff. So you have all that. So I look at Michael's kids and I look at, and I paid attention to when Michael was a parent to them, when he was living, I paid attention to how he treated his kids and how he talked to them and how he loved on them. And I said, I know that what Michael taught his kids is still there. I know that it's still there. And so when I see Paris and Prince working together, I get really excited and I get really happy because I'm like, yes, we have Michael back again. We have that piece of Michael back to where we can see and the world can see how much he loved his kids and how well he took care of his kids. And um, it's unfortunate that they didn't grasp on and grab on to education um, like Michael. Like, I feel like Michael is the type of parent, um, you know, that would have encouraged his children to go to school and um, get an education. And uh, so I've always encouraged my sons to do that. But, you know, kids, they go to school and do things at different times. And when I talk about somebody going to school, I'm not talking about you sitting down in a brick and mortar classroom for the next 18 years. What I'm talking about is some people are good with going to a trade school, learning online, sitting down in a brick and mortar for 18 years. Some kids are just, you know, like that. So in my thing, I feel like I would like to see Michael's kids go to Ivy League schools, but not every kid is made for that. Not every kid is supposed to be doing that. So I'm realistic with it. I like to see children get an education beyond high school because you need to continue to learn. You need to continue to keep your mind going and it has to continuously, you know, be fresh. Things have to continuously be fresh. So I'd like to see Prince go back and get his master's and I'd like to see Paris go to school, period. And I'm hoping that BG goes to school. But I wish they would get out of the entertainment industry, get out of Hollywood. Not out of the entertainment industry entirely, but I'd like to see them go underground and do their music and do their producing and do, you know, whatever they're directing and things like that. I really don't want to see them with mainstream Hollywood because mainstream Hollywood is so toxic. But anyway, let me get back on what I was talking about with Paris. So when she was congratulating Lil Nas X on his media attention, 
I was like thinking to myself, girl, you are Michael Jackson's child. And nobody, nobody on this earth, nobody ever got the attention, whether it was wanted or not, from mainstream media like Michael Jackson. Like no fucking body. Like he got everybody's attention all over the world. And this little Nas X doing what he did, that shit lasted, what, like a couple of days? Ain't nobody really talking about that shit no more. And then he's made another video on top of that. Is anybody talking about that? Nobody gives a fuck about this kid, but then she gonna go and pat him on the back. So also I was like, that's a part of that self-destructive behavior shit. So I created an episode, it was called Paris Well, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to support her anymore. I'm tired of her shit, I'm tired of getting excited one minute, and then she goes off and do this. But what I'm understanding and learning is that I have a really short fuse, and I get really irritated, and I don't want to put her down, and I didn't put her down. But I feel like when she does things that are productive, that are self-loving, that are good for people, that just encourages others to keep going, I have to celebrate that. So I feel like I really have got to talk about her new single, Adagio. Adagio. So, my understanding... Hold on, y'all. So, my understanding... This is, this is how I look at Adagio. Adagio. I can't say the name properly. I didn't learn how to read until I was in sixth grade. Um, so, a lot of words and things like that, when I look at them, it's very hard for me to pronounce. I still have problems... But it's not as bad when I was in sixth grade. So as soon as I left sixth grade, I had no problems. I was, you know, reading and doing really well. I did really, really, really well. And so, um, but I still have problems. I don't know if I have dyslexia or what it is, but it just, I have problems pronouncing certain words. So um, you guys will have to excuse me. So I have to celebrate Paris and her moments. I can't be fickle with her. I can't be like this. But when it comes to God and Jesus Christ, and we're we're congratulating things that are satanic, I can't stand behind that. So that's why I decided to just put her down and not really support too much of anything or what she's doing anymore because it's like <clears throat> it's like a it's a tug of war. And it, it, I'm scared. I don't want to see anything happen to Michael's kids. You know, I don't want to see anything happen to anybody's child, let alone Michael's kids. So if I can say something encouraging to her, if I can, you know, I'm, I'm just not that type of person that's going to have your back when you're doing things that are self-destructive. I have to walk away from you and I have to get away from you because... You know, when God comes to give you your whooping, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to get any piece of what God has for you. So 
when you're when Paris isn't doing right and when she's acting up, I'm gonna call her out. I'm gonna say what I feel, and I'm gonna leave the situation alone. But when she does things that are very productive, that you know are you know, showing her art form and, and she's doing what she's loving. And this is helping a lot of people. And so I have to congratulate her on this. She she did an, she did a phenomenal job with this song. She did it with Manchester um Orchestra. And she worked with Manchester Orchestra and on Wilted. She did some songs with them. And it's like, this is, I would like to see them do an entire album together. Just her and Manchester Orchestra. Because they're so good. Like, you know, when you hear the melody and the ins and outs. And there's two videos with Adagio out right now. There's the one that's the lyric video. And then there's the one that's just the audio. You guys have got to see the one with the uh, lyrics. The one with the lyric. I connect with that because these are the images that I see in my head. Sometimes when I'm having my nightmares. Because of the traumatic things that I've been through in my life. These are some of the images that I see when I'm having my flashbacks. And I always say that I can never get rid of it. So I have to learn how to live with it. And learning how to live with it is not very easy. But I don't want to run away from these images. So I embrace them and they're a part of who I am. Um, It's unfortunate. They're ugly images. They're images that I don't want to have be a part of who I am. But they are. And so when I see this lyric video, it just reminds me that this is a part of who I am and the ugliness of what I've experienced is never going away. So I have to learn how to live with it. And uh, the words in this song... This is hard for me to talk about because I remember an episode that LaToya did when she was talking to a medium about Michael in his last moments. And I have to say, I, I thought that, that that when LaToya did those things, I thought that was very inappropriate and I think she should have kept that to herself. But... um so when she was, when she was, when she, you know, when the, when the medium was talking to her about what he thought Michael's last moments were, she did, she talked to two different mediums. She talked to, um, the one guy that's really famous in Hollywood. I can't remember his name. He looks like Macaulay Culkin. Um, and, uh, there's another Hispanic guy <sighs> Excuse me. If you go and watch an episode of Life of LaToya, there's an Hispanic medium that she talks to. And um, he talks to her about about Michael's last moments. And so this other guy talks to her about Michael's last moments as well. And um, I'd always wondered about Michael. And um, what he may have been thinking as that drug was just 
being administered to him. And uh, it, it's it's really been torturing me. It's been eating me up. Um, I can't. I try not to think about it. And I try not to. I just try not to think about it. And I try to bury it. But here lately, it's been really getting to me. It's been really... Um, I've been having very vivid dreams. And they're, they haven't been about Michael. But my dreams have been very vivid. Um, but I, I don't want them to be. I don't want to remember my dreams when I wake up. Unless they're good. So when I look at Paris's video, it's helping me. And also a talk with one of my friends who's in the medical field that could help me understand this drug that was administered to Michael by Conrad Murray. She was like, I know exactly what drug that was. And she was explaining it to me. So through Paris's song and through talking to my friend, it's really helping me. It's really helping me mourn and grieve Michael cuz I don't I really don't think that I have properly. I don't really think I've really just not tried to think about Michael Michael's murder. I can say that he was murdered, but to actually sit down and think about who was there who wasn't there? All these things that were involved in detail, step by step. I try not to think about it. But here lately, it's really, really, really been eating me up. And listening to Adagio, I don't know if you guys have ever heard for Adagio. Um, listen to Adagio for Strings. And um, I want you guys to do research on how that song was created. And I'm not sure if this was Paris's intention or if this is where she got the song from or the creation, if this inspired her. But um, I'm not sure what the word adagio means, if it's used in some other way, but I remember Prince talking and in an interview, he had mentioned that one of Michael's favorite pieces was Adagio, Adagio for strings. And I went and listened to that one day and I was just like blown away. It's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And so I was, I, you know, had been, you know, doing it, you know, I've been listening to it, different versions of it. There's a lot of different versions of it. So when I saw that Paris was doing that, I was like, what? You know, it, it, it just made me think about what Prince said. And so then when I saw the lyric video, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this, this, this imaging and the song and the lyrics are really helping me to come to terms with the fact that we're always going to have to live with Michael's murder. We're always going to have to, we can't, 
ignore it anymore. We have to talk about it. It has to be a part of it. It's a part of his legacy. His murder is a part of his legacy. Um, Unfortunately, it is. We have to live with that. I want to erase it and I want to get rid of it. I don't want it to be. But it's a reality. It's something that we have to live with. Now, I don't know if Paris's intentions were to do that. But I also feel like, too, and this may not have been an intention of hers either. um, I feel like this is her releasing um, the frustrations of Michael being gone. um, Or acknowledging that this is a part of who she is and she's just expressing that. Now, it'll be interesting to see where this song came from and if I'm right or if I'm kind of in the path of, you know, what it may be or if if she even talks about um, what this song means to her or why she created it. It'll be interesting to know the story behind it. But that's just what I get from it. That's just my opinion. It may not be any close, anywhere near to what she was thinking. But that's what I get from it. And that's why you create art. That's why you do, you know, if you're a musician, that's why you create music. That's why you, you know, do what you do as an artist because you want to be able to help people and to touch people in a way that they can get through this life. And know that it's okay that if a tragedy is a part of you, it's a part of your legacy, it's okay to find a way to cope and to deal with it and to not ignore it and to not just push it away. Because that's what's done a lot in the black community. We push aside our... Um, traumas and things that have happened to us. We sweep it under the carpet. And a lot of times I talk about people who are coons and self-hating and things like that. But it's just really people who just want to be accepted and want to forget about the past. They don't want to think about it anymore. And it's like the fact that my ancestors were slaves is a part of my history. I can't I can't call them enslaved and I can't sit there and look at, I've been looking at videos on YouTube and I see this video of a slave talking as if she was back in that day and the actors just sitting there calmly talking about, you know, the slave owner and the children and, you know, the work that she has to do. Like she's an everyday average ordinary person, like slaves were treated like human beings back in that day. And it's like, I can't sit here and listen to that because Slavery was not nice. It was ugly. For anybody to be owned as property should not be accepted. And I don't want to hear some reenactment of somebody who was calm. I want to hear about the fear in your heart when Massa broke down the door in your cabin and raped you. Like, talk to me about this shit. So... I don't want to hear about anybody that may have treated their slaves differently. I don't want to hear about that shit. Because the fact of the matter is, is that it happened. And it should have never happened. And it shouldn't have been allowed to continue on for as long as it did. 
but it's a part of my history. And I'm not going to try to erase it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to figure out a way to incorporate that into my life to where I can function and not be so angry every time I see a white person. So when I think about what my father did to me and I have those memories and I have the flashbacks and I have the nightmares and I have the fear of going to bed because I may dream about it and I don't want to dream about it. So I stay up all night. I have to find a way to live with this. I can't just ignore it. I can't wish it away. I can't take it to the altar and leave it there. I can't pray it away. I can't talk it away. There's not enough therapy that I can have to take this away and out of my head. So I have to learn how to live with it. You have to learn how to live with your pain, with your traumatic experiences. Being a victim victim of abuse, you have to learn how to live with it and become a survivor. And I got to I got to give my girl props for this one cuz it's really good. And I know in the coming days she's going to make mistakes. She's going to make mistakes and she's going to do things, you know, because she's a human being. And uh, (laughs) I got to do what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? I can't be, I can't be accepting of everything that she does if it's, if it's not productive. So I want you guys to go ahead and listen and enjoy I'm going to let you go, but I hope what I said made sense. Um, I hope I've encouraged somebody to understand that when you bury your traumatic experiences, when you bury your feelings, when you bury your emotions, you're making it worse for yourself for later on down the line because that shit's going to come out and it's going to come out in a way that uh, it's going to be very embarrassing for you. So if I were you, I would take care of myself right now. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't shelter myself anymore from it. I wouldn't lie to myself. And I wouldn't try to make myself feel good. I would try to help myself to live with it. Okay. Take a listen, guys. Thank uh-huh. you.
I hope you guys enjoyed that because I did. I got this um, really cheap TV for like a hundred bucks. It's a on O N N dot. It's a Walmart TV, but they won't tell you who actually manufactures manufactures it. So, um, oh man, that was fucking phenomenal, man. God dang, that was good. Woo! That was so good. So good. You guys forgot to go see the video, man. I, mean, I was going to let you guys go after that song, but I just, I got so energized and so charged. One of the things you guys have to remember is when you're in a situation and when you're in a spot, how does something make you feel? Do you feel drained and tired or do you feel energized? Do you feel relaxed and calm? Or do you feel anxiety and confusion? You gotta, like, this song just gives me so much life. And I remember when I first got online to talk about what was going on in 2019. Paris was like, calm your titties. You know, and um, her first uh, tweet was, that I saw was, before she said, calm your titties. I think... Maybe that was first. I don't know. But in the conversation somewhere, she was saying people don't need to take stuff so seriously. And I was like, girl, your daddy gave us so much. And he did. Like, he gave us everything that we needed to survive this evil out here. And still, we couldn't protect him. We couldn't keep him here with us. So the least we can do is keep his legacy alive. And his children are a part of his legacy. We got to support them. When they're doing things that aren't right, when we when they're doing things that we know that they may not be getting support in or they may not be being told by somebody that, no, that's not a good idea. I think we need to band together and be a part and be that force for them. We can't just leave it up to the Jackson family to do everything. A lot of y'all don't like Hillary Clinton, but when she said it takes a village to raise a child, that shit was no truer than the words that came out of her mouth. Like, I mean, it takes more than one person to rear a child and to help children. It takes a lot of people. It's not just a mother and a father, not just the family. We gotta, we gotta all look out for these kids, and for every child. When I go to these schools and I teach, I'm always looking out for little kids, and I teach them things, and I drop knowledge, so that they can take that with them and remember it for the rest of their life. Because that one situation, that one instance, can be something to carry them for the rest of their life. To be a positive impact in the world. I remember when I was a little girl. And I was, I swear to God, I think I was nine years old. Eight or nine years old. And I went to go visit my grandma. She lived in Indiana. And uh, it was just her and I for a long stretch of time. I think it was two weeks. I went and stayed with her one summer. And it was just me and her. And uh, 
she cooked me three meals a day. All that food was from scratch. And uh, I think about that. I think about the humanity behind what my grandmother did. She could have just said, oh, she'll be okay. She don't need to come here and see me by herself. But that those two weeks in that summer is one of the things that helped me get to where I'm at today in fighting for what's right. Because somebody gave a Somebody gave a fuck about me. So I want to make sure that people know that there's somebody out there that gives a fuck about them. I may not get the get it right every single time. I may not say things perfectly. But I want people to know in the end she just cares. She just has passion. And she's serious about her shit. I don't come here to play with nobody on this internet. I don't come here to make nobody laugh and smile. I come out here to put the truth and facts out about Michael Jackson and to be support for his mother and his three children. You guys take care. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Always, always remember... What came out of Michael's mouth, have respect for him, for yourself. And I want to say lastly, there was a video that was posted of Michael Jr. listening to his baby sister's song. And uh, that's the way you support your sibling. Gotta break that generational curse. That's in their family. They have a generational curse. And it's with their siblings. And Michael's kids are learning that they got to stick together. And don't get me wrong. The Jackson siblings do stick together. But if they have disagreements and things like that. You don't see it a whole lot. But I think that the third generation of Jacksons are really learning some things. And uh, I, I'm really proud of this family. They, they, they should be studied, man. They need to be studied in universities. They need to be in every family center across the country. I swear to God. <sighs> I love this family. They, they're, they're just amazing people. Just amazing people. <laughs> Today I love them. Tomorrow I'm gonna be talking shit. <laughs> I remember an episode that uh, I I swear to God I'm gonna let y'all go after this. I remember an episode that Taj did with with um, BG and Prince uh, for Film Family, and I can't remember if both of them were there or if it was just BGs. I think Prince was gone at the time in school or something. And Taj looked at BG and was like, can I get some, thank you for being consistent or something like that. And I'm thinking of myself, (laughs) I'm thinking of myself, oh, I feel so bad for Taj. But when I, when I get on people and then the next minute I'm congratulating you, I need y'all to pay attention. I need you to pay attention to how I do it and when I do it. 
Because it's not out of spite. It's not out of disrespect. It's out of love. Every single time it's out of love. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening and thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you.